Welcome to the Fuel Lift Thrive podcast, where we talk all things fitness, no-nonsense nutrition, and lifestyle transformation for the modern-day woman who's ready to quit the diet, ditch the scale obsession, and fall in love with being strong. Hosted by yours truly, Alessia Donato, opinionated Italian, lover of all things iron, who also happens to be a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, life coach, and owner of the Body by Less online nutrition and fitness program. So grab yourself a coffee as we get open and honest about what it takes to build a strong, fit, and healthy body and mind from the inside out. right? There's this, like people hate the word diet. And I've noticed this a lot in the last, I would say several years where people think that when you say the word diet, you automatically think of something restrictive. But to be honest, like that's not what the word means. (laughs) The word is very simple. And the actual word, it simply means that what is that you eat, right? So the word diet means uh, simply the food you eat. That's it. Like that's all. You, that's all it means. And um, people, when they think of the word diet, they think of you know restriction, and that's where the problem lies. So uh, I do want to kind of say that that's not what I mean, right? When when I say diet, I mean the food you eat. But when we're talking about dieting, dieting for fat loss, for example, then there are certain things that you need to think about if you actually want to get results. So this whole notion that dieting is damaging and diet culture is bad and, um, you know, it's restrictive, we have to stop putting all these blanket statements that have no context, okay? Because there are, yes, certain ways that dieting can be damaging for certain people and certain restrictive diets can be damaging and certain things in diet culture are bad. However, we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? Because if we do want to lose weight and if we do want to lose fat, we have to diet. We have to be on some form of diet, okay? Now, what does that mean if you want to be successful? That is what today's podcast is all about. So the five things successful dieters do in order to successfully lose fat. The first one is that they eat similar foods most of the time. So you see this a lot like in social media or, you know, different, different diet camps rather that they make food and they make eating complicated. Okay. And it really need, needn't be complicated. It really doesn't need to be complicated. Guys, it's freaking food. It's nutrition. And this is the problem with today is that we have 
overcomplicated it so much so that we have lost the ability to make informed decision around food. And coupled with the rise of, you know, bad foods, or I wouldn't say bad food, actually. No, I'm, I'm not going to call them bad foods. But let's say like, you know, not nutritious food, like foods that are highly palatable and very high calorie and pretty much junk foods, right? Foods that are made in a box or made in a lab or come out of a box and foods that are just not really nutritious. And it's easy access to these foods. We have easy access to such foods. And so the problem is, is that because we have such easy access to these foods, we are addicted to these foods, right? Because it's easy and quick and maybe even sometimes economic. And that's why we reach for these foods. And then coupled with marketing that tries to sell us all these highly palatable foods, making these foods like chips and crackers and chocolates and cakes and um, processed junk food appealing, uh, we, you know, we, we want more of it. And it they do, uh, they do it on purpose to make it addictive. And so we have lost touch with our instincts when it comes to food. We've lost touch on how to eat to to thrive, how to eat to fuel rather than just eat purely out of pleasure. Nowadays, all we do is eat purely out of pleasure and um, based on emotions. We don't actually listen to our hunger cues. We're not in tune with our bodies. We're not um, in tune with our signals. And so we are very much driven by emotion, very much driven by um, gluttony and whatever's put in front of us, right? So um, unsuccessful dieters try to make nutrition complicated. And so they look for quick fixes and they look for these, you know, elaborate diets or complex ways of eating. You know, think of really restrictive diets such as paleo or keto, you know, where you have to buy certain products in order to be successful at uh, keto or at paleo, you know, paleo bread, paleo flour, keto flour, keto sugars, things like that. Um, so unsuccessful dieters are constantly on the lookout for these complex ways of eating meal plans that are really hard to stick to. And when you tell them that, you know, nutrition is actually really simple, they think simple doesn't work because they've been conditioned to think that it's complicated, but it really isn't. So successful dieters eat similar foods. And this is something that I've seen time and time again with myself when I'm in a dieting phase, but also with my clients, the ones that plan their foods, plan their favorite foods, and kind of eat the same thing on repeat are the ones that stick to it the longest. Same with the way I diet. Uh, When I'm in a dieting phase, when I am focusing to, you know, be in a calorie deficit, I try and just eat the same things. Granted, I switch things up here and there, um, you know, use different sauces to spice things up and spices and flavors, but I kind of eat the same things because not 
not only is it, you know, easy because I don't have to think about it, but it becomes easier to track as well because I know what I'm going to eat. So it's, it's really like simple, right? So eating the similar foods and, and trying to avoid falling into that trap of, I have to have something different every day or have to have these fancy meals every day. Um, that's not going to work. That's going to become overwhelming and it's going to just just make you think that it's too complicated. So keep things simple. All right. The next thing successful dieters do is that they do not over restrict uh, certain foods or certain food groups. So in essence, they don't have good versus bad foods. Okay. And this is something that comes with time and it is related to building a healthy relationship with food. Because one thing that I, you know, kind of have seen from my own experience with orthorexia, which is an unhealthy obsession with clean food and organic food and, and being perfect with your diet, is that with the rise of the wellness industry and the wellness space, they have good intentions, but they have created more fear around food than, um, than there needs to be. Okay. So, um, Yes, we have to pay attention to ingredients. I think it's important to pay attention to quality of food. And I don't believe that, you know, just eating foods that fit your macros for the day, doesn't matter what they are, is a good idea, okay? I do believe that nutrient density is important, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But I also believe that the more you over-restrict foods, uh, like specific food groups, like carbs, for example, when it comes to like keto, like the more you say, oh, potatoes are bad or bread is bad. Um, you can't have pasta. The more you're going to want to eat it. Okay. The more you're going to want to have that food because now, because it's off limits, you crave it more. It's the psychological thing. When something is off limits, you just want it more. It becomes like this forbidden fruit. And so we want to get rid of that mentality. We want to get away from that mindset that there is good and there are bad foods because there are no good versus bad foods. There are just suboptimal and optimal foods, okay? And I believe that the best, most balanced way to eat is 80 to 90% highly nutritious foods. <clears throat> and then, you know, the other five to 10%, you can have fun foods that are maybe not that nutritious, like a donut or crackers or chocolate here and there. You can fit those foods in, okay? And it's okay. You can enjoy those foods, you know, have a cheesecake here and there or whatever fancy food that you want that, you know, isn't that nutritious. And you can fit that within your day-to-day -day diet. However, if you start saying, oh no, I can't have chocolate. Oh no, I can't have bread. Oh no, I can't have, you know, cake. 
I can't have potatoes because they are too high carb. Oh, fruit is off limits. Like fruit is bad for you. I can't have bananas because, you know, my keto diet says that bananas are too high in carbs. And that's just going to be, you know, so restrictive. And so that's why we don't want to go down that road. So successful dieters, the ones who are able to stick to things long term are the ones that do not over restrict food specific foods and specific food groups but they also don't over restrict on calories that means that they don't go straight to really low calorie when they first start their diet phase i see this a lot when it comes to like women who want to lose fat they go straight to 1200 calories like straight away they they automatically think that they have to restrict super low calories to get any response from their body to lose fat and this actually is a problem because if if that number doesn't work like i've seen this a lot where women will automatically put themselves in a 1200 calorie deficit and it doesn't work the reason is not that because they're in starvation mode or because it's you know the calorie deficit doesn't work it's not that it's because that they can't stick to it long enough they binge and therefore it doesn't work because they're no longer in a deficit so instead of thinking to be super restrictive straight away try to be a little bit more conservative so if your maintenance calories are let's say 1800 right which is not that high, but you know, I know a lot of women that have a very slow metabolism. So I'm not going to get into how to boost a slow metabolism in today's episode, because that is a whole episode in and of itself. But if let's say your maintenance calories are 1800, why would you go from 1800 to 1200, where it's really hard to stick to 1200 calories? Just go to 1500 or 1600. You're already you're, you're you're still in a deficit, okay? But it's not so horrible. It's still manageable. Your weight loss is going to be slower, but you'll be able to stick to it more uh, long term versus 1200 stick to it for two days and then binge and have two or three thousand calories because you're starving and remember by going so low calorie as well what happens is that because you're in such a low calorie uh, state you're not able to get all the nutrients that you need on such low calories so try to avoid this pitfall okay so successful dieters they do not over restrict on total calories or specific foods okay number three successful dieters eat mostly nutrient-dense foods meaning like i said earlier they spend the majority of their time eating 80 to 90 percent nutritious food meaning whole real natural foods think meat think dairy, think vegetables, think fruits, real foods, right? They don't buy foods in packs or in boxes or in cans. They eat real, mostly nutrient-dense foods. And this includes plenty of protein. So protein is at the forefront of their diets, meaning that every single meal is centered around protein protein is the star of the show why because 
We've talked a lot about protein, but protein is the most important macronutrient out of the three carbs, proteins, and fats. We need protein. It's the building block of our cells. It's the building blocks of muscle. It is what makes our hair look amazing and grow, our nails, everything in our body is protein, okay? So without protein, our bodies break down. Our bodies break down muscle, lean tissue, and that is not what we want, okay? We want to replenish, okay? Especially if you're in a calorie deficit. If you're in a calorie deficit and you don't have high protein, your body is literally eating away at fat, which is a good thing, but also eating away at muscle. We do not want this. We want to preserve muscle because the more muscle we have on our body, the higher our metabolic rate is, the higher our metabolism is, the more we burn fat at rest. So protein needs to be number one, okay? And also other things like nutrient-dense foods that are high in um, pr- uh, healthy carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates, um, foods that are starchy, okay, that will help give us energy, foods that have healthy fats, saturated and unsaturated fats, a mix of both, okay, omega-rich three fatty acids. That is what we want in our diets. And you can only get these foods from eating real whole natural foods. You're not going to get them out of a box, a can, or even a supplement. Okay. Supplementing is not something that we should be doing really. It should be just an addition to our already good diet. So successful dieters eat mostly nutrient dense foods, including plenty of protein. All right. Number four, successful dieters are flexible, not rigid. Okay, and this is something that has taken me practice to practice by myself, but also it's something that takes my clients a while to, you know, change that mindset of this rigidity around dieting. Okay, so you're not going to screw your diet up if you mess up once or twice maybe even three or four times. You're probably going to mess up more than that. It's okay. All you need to do is just get back on track. You should not have this super rigid mindset that it's all or or nothing, okay? Because what all or nothing mindset does to your, your, your journey in fat loss is that it actually kills your progress because you're either all in perfectly or you're all out and if you're all out you're not making any progress but if you're in imperfectly taking imperfect action it's okay when you mess up it's fine you're gonna keep going you just keep moving forward rather than stalling and stopping okay and this is where people fall off the wagon because they think they need to be on the wagon 24 7 perfectly 365 days in a year 24 hours a day. That's not how it works, guys. It's compounded effort. It's not one meal does not make you thin just as one meal does not make you fat. Okay. You have to look at this as a long-term thing. Now, here's the thing though. Long-term dieting has been shown to be damaging to the metabolism, has been shown to slow down the metabolism, okay? It's inevitable that if you diet for too long, your body starts adapting and it stops responding. You know, think of those plateaus that we all hate. 
this is actually normal, okay? It's a normal reaction. It's a normal um, physiological function of our body to adapt. And the only way around this adaptation is to work in phases, okay? You want to diet in phases, spend just a short amount of time in a calorie deficit, I would say around 8 to 12 weeks maximum at any given time. And then you come out of that and you spend the same amount of time, if not double, in maintenance. So if you've dieted for 8 weeks or you've dieted for, let's say, 12 weeks, that's more common, okay, you're going to come out of that 12-week calorie deficit phase and you're going to spend 12 weeks in maintenance, okay? If you have a lot of weight to lose, let's say you have more than 20 or 30 kilos to lose, you can spend a little less time in maintenance and you can continue dieting if you feel uh, mentally okay to do so, okay? Because you know what? Dieting does take a toll on your mindset. You know, it does take, it's exhausting after a while. And so you want to take a break. But if you have a lot of weight to lose, your body is actually uh, more inefficient, meaning that it's okay to continue dieting longer because you have more body fat. But if you don't have a lot of body fat and you are, you know, let's say you're only like five or 10 kilos away from your goal weight, your body is more efficient, okay? That means that your body is going to adapt much faster and you're going to have much more negative physiological uh, adaptations and you don't want that, okay? And we want to mitigate those adaptations. We want to um, keep our body and our metabolism in a good, healthy state. And so you want to spend more time in maintenance. That means these phases need to be uh, shorter. So you can do things like mini cuts, eight-week cuts, and then spend more time in maintenance. Guys, I spent literally two years in maintenance. Yeah, two years just to build up my metabolism to build muscle so that now when I diet down, I can diet down from a higher calorie deficit. So I can eat more and my metabolism has built been built up over time, right? And so this is what I do in my lean method coaching. If you're interested, you can uh, book a call in the link in the show notes, book a clarity call. And we can chat about how this would work for you. But successful dieters, they are flexible they're not rigid, okay? So we think flexibility, being flexible. And that also extends to being flexible when you're out and about, when you are traveling. You have to find ways to make it fit, okay? There is, there's never going to be a perfect time that everything is going to go perfectly, okay? However, it is, you know, important to think about, like, if you're going to go on a, uh, if you're going to go on a dieting phase, you want to make sure that there's not a lot of crazy stuff going on in your life right now, in the sense that you don't want to start a phase where you're going to be in a calorie deficit, but you've got, like, parties to go to, you've got a high stressful time at work, and you're traveling. Like, it's going to be more harder for you. It's not impossible, but it's definitely harder. So think about, you know, think about it when you're going to a diet phase. Are you actually ready to do this? And stay flexible. Keep your flexibility in mind. 
Okay, guys, last one. Number five, successful dieters, they get accountability, okay? They get accountability. What does that mean? They get help, okay? They get coaching help with planning, with their daily habits, learning about ways that they can change their lifestyle. They find ways that they can get the support, okay? You don't have to do this alone. You don't, especially if you've tried and tried and tried and you haven't gotten anywhere. Why would you continue trying to do things on your own if you know they're not working? Why would you not get the help you need, okay? Get a coach. Book a clarity call with me. Let's hop on a call. Let's chat about your goals. Let's see if the Lean Method Coaching Program is for you. Don't be afraid of asking for help, okay? Invest in yourself. If your car breaks down, what do you do? You take it to the mechanic. You don't sit there in your garage trying to fix it by yourself. If you do, kudos to you. I mean, I'm not a mechanic. I certainly don't. I take it to the mechanic because I know that the mechanic has the experience to fix my car. Why wouldn't you do the same for you if you want to help get help with your nutrition and your fitness? It just blows my mind that we spend money on things like coffee every day from Starbucks. We eat out all the time. We buy shoes, we buy bags, we buy clothes. We buy our latest iPhone, yet we do not invest in our health. Why? 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 It blows my mind. So if you've been struggling for years and you still haven't gotten the results that you want on your own, get the support and the accountability because you know what to do. But why don't you do it? You know you need to eat your veggies, you eat to protein, you need to to work out. Like, there's no magic to this, okay? There's really no magic. There's no quick fix. You know this by now and you know my take on it, right? But if you have a history with yo-yo dieting, you have an unhealthy relationship with food, you have tried fad diet after fad diet, your metabolism is now no longer responding to anything you're trying, then you need some intervention. You need somebody to look at what's going on and give you the big picture, okay? And that's what I do in my Lean Method Coaching. So reach out to me, let's talk, book a clarity call, and let's stop struggling. You don't have to do this alone. Okay, guys, so... Five things successful dieters do. If you want to lose fat, if you want to lose weight, you want to change your body composition, there's no doubt about it. You're going to need to be dieting for some amount of time. You're going to need to be in a diet phase, okay, where you are going to put yourself in a calorie deficit and you're going to work towards losing body fat. There's no way around it. You're going to have to do that, okay? You cannot lose weight unless you're in a calorie deficit. But there are ways that you can do it and not make it a miserable time, okay? So follow these five steps. Follow them and you'll see results. Okay, guys, I am so, so thankful that you sit and you listen to me. This is the third episode of the year and I'm excited I'm going to continue recording a new episode every single week for you. This was a pretty short one, but you know what? 
at the end of the day, I just want to come on here and talk to you and help you make the right choices, help you with your health and fitness journey. My passion is to really guide you so you can move away from the bullshit, so you can move away from all the nonsense that you see out there and all the misconception and all the misinformation that you see um, related to diet, nutrition, fitness, and help you get on the journey to making this a lifestyle. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in for this week. As always, you can find me on Facebook, Alessia D Coaching. You can join my Facebook group, link in the show notes. It's a support group and there's a lot happening this week. We are running a free seven-day burn fat build muscle challenge. So come on over. Uh, you You can literally train with me live every single morning this week. And listen in on all my nutrition tips as usual. So join us in the group. You can also download your free fat loss bundle, okay, where I share with you workouts and a nutrition guide as well as a macro cheat sheet. You can also find that in the show notes. Guys, thank you for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode. Have a great week.